Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Faithfully Fit Podcast. This one especially being the Bible study edition where we talk about what does it actually mean to grow in our faith. See, one of the things that I always try and and tear away are some of the things that maybe we say um, as churchgoers, maybe things that we have grown up saying that, that maybe we don't necessarily actually know what that means. When we talk about growing in faith and we talk about things like discipleship, what does that really mean? And so what we're doing in this series is we're talking about how do we actually grow in our faith? How do we actually pursue a life of discipleship? And so we are in 2 Peter 1 verses 5, 6, and 7 today, um, and, and really for the next several weeks. I'm your host, Kyle Shipp. Uh, I am a discipleship minister, and I, I'm just a, I'm a relationship junkie. Um, today, I am joined by the host of the Pursuing Hope podcast, Heather Smith. Heather is one of the most amazing ministers that you're ever going to hear, that you're ever going to meet. Um, uh, once I finally get done doing the intro and, and she gets rolling, you're going to hear her heart. Uh, you're going to hear her heart for, for people. You're going to hear her heart for growth. You're going to hear her heart for God. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Let's get rolling. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Faithfully Fit podcast, the Bible study edition. Um, as you heard in the intro, I'm joined here by Heather Smith, so really excited. Um, Heather is uh, not only a wonderful a wonderful minister, wonderful at her, her job and, and teaching, um, but she's also kind of my partner in crime around here. Um, <laughs> and, and so we are going to um, uh, enjoy this Bible study and, and uh, well, let's just say hopefully stay on target. Um, which would be a miracle because we be, tend to drift a little. That's right, but it's yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, we, we both we both enjoy chasing the rabbit trail. So, but but we're gonna we're gonna stick to it. Um, so so quick recap of last time. Um, we talked about the fact that when we're when we're dealing in discipleship, that that we actually have to work at it. That this is not something that um, you show up to church and you just kind of allow all this holiness to flood over you and and somehow by osmosis um, you you become a more faithful Christian you become a more mature Christian that this is actually things that that anything that we do well we work at and we practice mm -hmm. and we do it a lot and it's the same thing with the Christian life with living in discipleship um, so we talked about in in, in 1 Corinthians 9 how um, Paul talks about the fact that people work so hard to run a race that they work so hard to excuse me they work so hard to prepare to run a race for something that is fleeting so why shouldn't we work that much harder for something that is eternal and and honestly for something that we believe in uh, as much as we believe in Christ and and the way that we dedicate our lives to that so what we do is we take that now and we move over into the place that we're going to be for the next several weeks. I, I guess I, I say several because um, depending on how quickly we move through each virtue, it might go very quick or it may go very long. Um, for those of you that know me and have listened to podcasts with me, we're probably going to hang out on one virtue a week. So this may be an eight-week study, which is just absolutely awesome. Deep dives. Yeah. Um, so what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start off. I want to start reading our verses, and then we're just going to we're going to dive in. So Second Peter one five to seven says, "For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self control, and to self control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness mutual affection, and to mutual affection love." So one of the deals is if your Bible, if the words that your Bible has are a little bit different than mine, I, I read out of the NIV. 
Um, and, and one of the things that we are going to do is we're going to take a look at the actual Greek usage of, of the words as we go through mm-hmm. this, because um, it, it's really interesting that that the languages, Hebrew and Greek, the, the, the main languages that were used in the Bible, um, they often convey groups of thoughts, that it's not just, um, not just, you know, saying goodness, goodness can mean a lot of things, but but it also when you look at it in the Greek, um, the fact that that the people that that edited and uh, edited the Bible, I don't want to say wrote the Bible, but yeah. but edited the Bible, they made choices, theological choices, based on which which word in English that they used for a Greek word. And so we're going to look at the actual Greek words. And, and so if, if yours is a little bit different than mine, don't worry. I know a lot of people, the ESV is very popular right now. So there's a lot of people probably read the ESV. And that's actually what I have. And ESV actually says to supplement mm-hmm. your faith. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so uh, nice drop in there, Heather. Sorry, um, four minutes in and I finally let you get a word in. Um, but but yeah, and, and so so please don't don't worry about, about that. We will definitely be diving into that. You know, the... Typically, the, the differences with the scriptures, um, uh, not scriptures, but the Bibles themselves, the ESV to, the ESV and the NIV on, on kind of the spectrum are right next to each other, um, but the ESV tends to try and stay a little bit more true to the, um, to the language of the original text, and the NIV tends to stay a little bit more true to the intention of the text. Now, on the spectrum, they're right next to each other, and and so we're not talking about crazy separations here. So, um, but so so I want to go back. I, I, I spent a little bit of a spiel on that, but but let me go back now. So it says, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness. So when we're talking about these um, these virtues, it's really easy to jump right into goodness because that's what it's saying. Like like the first virtue that we should jump into is is goodness, right? Well, actually, because it says to add to your faith. So that means there already has to be something there as your faith already has to be there. And if we're talking about that through the lens of working out and practicing those and developing those, then faith is part of that. Faith is something that you have to work at, that you have to um, make intentional effort to allow it to grow and continue. Yeah, it's really interesting here that, that when we talk about this, um, Peter Peter does not he's not saying to add faith to your life, um, and so what he's doing is he's he's really setting the base, he's setting the the foundation and the groundwork for the Christian life, and that entire base is built upon faith. Um, you know, and and you can go back to Second um, Peter one one where it says to those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ have received a faith as precious as ours. So keep in mind, Peter's writing to people that that know Christ, that they have faith already. Um, and, and so one, there is the basis and the understanding that, that they are <clears throat> dealing in faith. But also, um, I, I really want to, I really want to, to jump up and down on this point about, <clears throat> excuse me, the, that those who have received faith and, and, and the fact that, that, this is not something that he's calling them to to do. That their faith is not based on their own understanding. Um, the 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 Greek word here. Actually, I, I told you guys, man, I, I love the Greek and I love the Greek words. Um, that the Greek word is lenkano, and and that means to receive by di- divine allotment. So <clears throat> when we're talking about faith. We're not talking about going out and gathering all this stuff to us. Um, we're talking about receiving this um, from God that that if that faith is something that we are we are 
given um, and is something that we actually don't base in ourselves, which for me is a very comforting thing that my own faith is not based in myself. Yeah, because we make poor gods. You know, we have limitations. We have things that we don't understand. We have things that are beyond the scope of our abilities. Um, But God's not like that. And so if we were, we would never measure up. We could never do enough. We can never be enough. We can never learn enough to accomplish anything. It, It has to be our faith in what Jesus did and who Jesus is and 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 how that transforms every single other aspect of our life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, you know it, it's really interesting how when when you look at this a lot of the lists a, a lot of the the virtues that uh, that Peter is talking about things to 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 add to it. it it's going to build, and and so each one builds upon the other. It's why he repeats, why he says, you know, add um, add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self control. It it is a very common um, literary tactic that was used in this time during during the writing of, of the New Testament, especially um, where where that's creating this ladder that that it's not just this list. You know, obviously we can see in um, in the New Testament there are lots of lists, um, but but it's not just creating a list like a, a lumping of things to throw at you. It's creating this ladder, this the, these rungs to constantly move towards and achieve. You're you're literally adding something to the thing before. And I, I think that's the thing is, is in our context and in, in the context of, of faithfully fit, if you are um, uh, someone who, who has a life currently or previously in athletics, um, you understand that, that, that what this looks like is, um, this looks like adding new skills to your repertoire. If it's, if it's CrossFit, it, it, it's like, um, adding a gymnastics piece to maybe the engine that you have built. If it is baseball, it's um, adding a new pitch or adding a uh, a new understanding of how to steal a base. Um, but but where you're constantly adding and you're creating this more refined, um, deeper. Um, I don't necessarily want to say better in, in because when we're talking about in the context of scripture, but 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 a, a, a deeper personhood and 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 really we're talking about that with faith. And the interesting part of this. And, and Heather, I want you to jump in here because you know me and I'll just keep talking, um, is that when we look at this, a lot of these things that come after faith are ways that people actually tend to um, to recognize faith. That, you know, it said, you know, I mean, I mean, goodness, I mean, this is the thing is, is if I were to sit here and I were to say, okay, what I want you to do is I want you to, to be more faithful and just throw out, be more faithful. Well, this list is some of the things that you would actually think faith meant, right? Yeah, because they're what comes next in the list are things that are more observable to the outside eye. Now your faith is something that a lot of it happens internally. It's what happens in your thinking. It's what happens in your feelings. It's what happens in the things that you put your trust and your confidence in. And those are all things that happen inside that are kind of hidden things but they don't stay hidden because out of those things is what comes these other changes. You know, you were talking about adding to these things. It's not like you just, okay, I've done that step. Now I just move to the next step. Like you continually have to come back to that first step and that first step, the core of it, the foundation of it is this faith. 
and how that then is able to be built upon. If that faith is rocky or shallow, then what comes next is going to be shallow and broken and and not... Uh, enduring. So the faith and developing a strong rooted faith takes time. It takes practice. It takes, um, you know, confronting things in your own self as God bring those brings those to your to your mind, and and continually practicing that faith is not something that's just Sunday morning I go to church so I have faith. No faith is like when you're at night laying down in your bed all by yourself and nobody else is watching, that's where your faith comes in, that core of who you are and how how Jesus transforms that. Yeah, and, and I really like I really like where you're going there because this is the step and 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 it's the foundation. This is the if we're talking about a pyramid here, and, and you're gonna hear me talk about a pyramid a lot with with this uh, this grouping of 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 virtues and verses. Um, but if we're talking about a pyramid and this is the base, this is also the part of the pyramid that is underground. Like this mm-hmm. is this is the part of the pyramid that literally no one sees. Now they may see the effects of your faith and you know, they may see some of some of the things that we're going to talk about after a while with uh, self-control and perseverance, knowledge, um, but they cannot actually see your faith. Because like you said, I mean your your faith is 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 so often worked out not in the times when you're in public, but when the times you, when you're in private, it, it's it, it is not something that that if you have now if you if you have faith, you are going to have the other things, especially like the fruits of the right. spirit. But um, but if if we're only looking at faith, I cannot look at I literally cannot look at anyone and say that's their faith. Like that's not a visible thing. Yeah, no. Um, and, and and so so as we talk about these, they're going to get more more uh, uh, more visible they're going to get more obvious they're going to be ways in which uh we can we can use our lives to reach out to other people and to share that as well uh to share the gospel to share our hope to share our joy um but yeah when we talk about faith we're talking about a very very baseline of or not baseline but but base of of who we are how we respond how we how we act as believers the way that we we um see god working in our lives and so I, I could make a huge list of that. Oh yeah, but um, but with this, so, so so then so then the question is the question is is so then what is faith? Because I mean we we just talked about it. Is all of these things are things that we add to faith? So it means if they're things that we add to faith, then those are not faith. They are they are results of faith. Mm-hmm. So we really have to come back and ask the question then: if this is a major piece, if faith is Peter's. Uh, um, foundation if it is if it is the base of this pyramid uh, just like you said if that base is not rock solid then we're gonna have some struggles and 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 all of these other things are going to crumble and fall um, if we don't have that so, so we go back and we have to really dig in so then what is that faith and we talked about that, that this is not from us so so I go to Ephesians 2 8 and 9 here um, that, that when we talk about um, uh, faith that, that 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 this is something that is given to us so Ephesians 2 8 and 9 says for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. 
Okay, so Heather, does the ESV read a little bit different? It's it's pretty similar, um, almost exactly. For by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of work, so that no one may boast. Yeah. So very similar. So when, when you see that they're very similar in different translations, that's the same idea that, that's being um, conveyed, a very simple idea. And it's that we can't earn it. We can't achieve it. We can't do it we can't it it is solely by the gift of god that we can accept that forgiveness and that truth of who jesus is yeah absolutely and and, and so now in in the esv so in the niv after faith so it is it is by grace you have been saved through faith there's a dash do you have a dash after faith we have a period you have a period actually hang on oh man it's actually a comma. A comma. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> well, so so here's the deal: is it functions? It functions the same in both. All right. Um, and and what it is, what it's doing is that what follows that in the NIV a dash and in the ESV a comma is a clause that is actually defining the word that comes right before it, faith. Okay. And and so so it says, and this is not from yourselves; it is the gift of God. Now, one of the things that I really work with our college students here on is uh, I, I love pronouns. And I think we always have to really make sure that we define pronouns. Um, and, and so this is a pronoun. Um, that, that sounds weird to say on, on a podcast because I can't really like, I don't get to use my hands. and, and but, but the word this, so I'm not saying this is in the whole clause, but the word this is a pronoun. And so we have to look back, what is it that this refers to? Because if we don't actively define what that is, then we miss the point of the verse. This is referring back to faith. Okay, um, so so when it says it is by grace you have been saved through faith, everything that follows between the dashes if you are in the NIV or the commas if you are in the ESV is a definition, or maybe not necessarily a definition, but it it is a a um, a a distinguishing fact of faith. It is it is telling you what faith is, that it is not from yourselves; it is the gift of God. Okay, so this is something that uh, maybe we 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 were introduced to Christ through a friend that we were introduced to Christ through um, a, a message, a, a a camp, a vacation. But however it is that we were introduced to Christ, that it is a gift of God that we actually came to faith. It, it's not the knowledge base that we had developed, but it's it's a gift of God that that we have faith. And I think when we look at it that way. It kind of changes a little bit what the base of that pyramid, um, what it might mean to us. Do you, you have any thoughts on that, Heather? Yeah. Um, oh, so many. Okay, so let me slow them down a little bit so I can actually formulate them into words. <laughs> yeah, so that whenever we enter into that moment of where, where we are trusting in who Jesus is and that 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 sacrifice what he did for us on the cross is not just some big abstract thing but that's something personal to me that it was my sin that put him there that i understand he did that for me that is not something that we can even in our finite human minds actually grasp and understand because that's not how we deal with consequences that's not how we deal with judgment um so that when God gives us that moment to come into a saving faith 
of G- of him where we accept that gift of forgiveness it is solely that god is inviting us into that it's not that we've earned it it's not that okay all of a sudden now you know enough all of a sudden now you're good enough all of a sudden now you're going to respond like like it is it is god's goodness that he is pouring out on us in that moment yeah absolutely and 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 so so then when we when we we really pull back so now we're talking about the fact that this is a this is a gift that this is not something that faith is not something we we can develop knowledge we can develop lots of these things but faith is something that is 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 given and that is the base in which we we rely upon so now we ask what is faith i i, I and i think that's the deal so here's the thing is is in in Christian culture, there's a lot of things that we will say that we don't always define really well. And and as weird as it sounds, because faith is one of the, the main words we use, sometimes faith is that one of those words. Um, and I think when we define it and we, we actually know what it means, it really begins to set the groundwork for a life in discipleship because we really know what it is that we're talking about when we say, I have faith. What does faith mean? And, and so, oh, I'm sorry, you were going to say something. Well, Go I was just going to say a, a, an easy way to or easier way to describe that is just a simple trust. Like I am simply trusting in this thing. You know, like when, when we came in this room to sit down in our chairs, you know, you didn't check the chair, like make sure it's going to hold you up. Now your chair is a little rickety. So sometimes, you know, you might, (laughs) my office chair is in pretty sad condition, but like you just sat in it. Like you had a simple trust that, that, it, the chair was going to hold you up like you didn't think about it. It's the same thing like with our faith. Like it's rooted in this simple belief that Jesus is who he says he is and that God's in control. And not to, you know, not that we don't ever wrestle with those things, but that we come back to that core of, of that. That's the truth that I'm I'm building the rest of my life upon is this simple trust of this is the evidence for everything else that I'm building on is this is the the proof this is the evidence this is the 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 thing that I'm putting all of my trust in it yeah and and, and so we do and so we look at, at Hebrews 11 1 mm-hmm. um, and, and Hebrews 11 1 says now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see so it's interesting because that verse is it it gives you a definition of faith but it you really have to break it down yeah. because if, if you if you just read it, it's one of the verses. It sounds great. It's awesome. Hey, let's put it on a coffee coffee mug. Let's put it on a t shirt, and that's what it means. But it it doesn't actually explain what it means unless you really begin to break it down. Because here's the deal: is when we talk about it, now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Here's the thing: um, what is it that we hope for? We hope that what it is that we believe about Christ, the fact that he he lived a perfect life, he he died on the cross and he rose again and then ascended to heaven, like we hope that that that, that is um, uh, what happened. Yeah. And, and and so having confidence in what we hope for, because hope and confidence don't always go together. Because a lot of times we talk about hope and man, I really hope that this happens. Like a wish, like yeah. like a, a wish this would happen, Absolutely. like something that might, but you're not really sure if it will. Yeah, but but we're talking is we're talking about confidence in that hope, and and so hope being so much deeper than just man, I really wish that this was true, but confident that that what we hope that 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 the Lord and Savior that we worship um, lived for us, died for us, and was ro- raised again, um, so that all of those actions were absolutely uh, justified and true. And then um, confident, or excuse me, um, assurance about what we do not see. Nobody here has ever seen what happened on the cross. Right. 
Like we weren't alive. We weren't alive. And here's the other thing: is you know we talk about God. Um, now we can see the effects of God. Okay, so so let's not let's not go too deep into right. to, to breaking that down. But but we can't see God. Like like God does not have a body. And, and, I mean, God is spirit, mm-hmm. and, and so there, there. So we cannot actively see Him. We can see effects, but we cannot actively see Him. So when we're talking about having an assurance that that something that we cannot see is actually there, and 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 that that the personhood and the personality that we talk about with God and the characteristics of love and of justice and of mercy that we are assured that that those are true. And so when we begin to look at that as that is what faith is, now we, we, we pull back a little bit and we, we really look at that, that base now, that base is not rooted in anything about me. That base is entirely rooted on who God is, who Jesus is, and who the Holy Spirit is. There's this brand new song out from Elevation Worship, and it's Gyra. And one of the lines in it says, like, I can't let you down because I wasn't holding you up. Like, that's the whole picture of this idea of faith. It it doesn't rest on us. Like, it's everything of who God is. And so, th- I mean, praise God, it's all on him because I mess up every single day. I let people down. Like, it's not the goal that I have, but I'm, I'm human. I fall short. But God is not. God is everlasting and eternal and steadfast and so when we see these these things that we learn about him in scripture those characteristics of who he is that's the same god that he is today he doesn't change and you know everything else in our world seems to be changing right now Um, but the fact that we can put our simple trust in a god who doesn't change and who is unwavering in the storms of life and regardless of what's happening in the rest of the world he in and how things change and how how it's not the same as it was a few months ago and and how all of this chaos like god is still steadfast and true and and worthy of our trust and because he's proven himself trustworthy over and over and over again yeah absolutely and 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 so uh i I think we kind of we 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 revolve and we kind of start coming to a conclusion with the concept that um that faith is not about us. Um, yes, we have faith, but faith is given to us, and it is about someone other than us. Um, and and a lot of times, I think, I, th- I think we tend to make faith about us. Um, and and when we begin to make faith about us, I think that's when that's when foundations begin to crumble, and and that's when we start seeing people who who fall away, people who get on YouTube and have this you know, hour long YouTube about why they no longer believe in Christ when when really when you start digging in and listening to what they were saying, it had way more to do about themselves yeah. than it did actually about Christ and it did actually about God. Because see that's the thing and, and that's one of the deals about this that that I always come back to. Here's the thing. Lots of broken stuff in our world. Um, yeah. I, I mean, there is a lot of things that were that are not the way that they were created or designed. Right. And and when when we really begin to struggle with that, um, for me my my faith is rooted in the fact that there is so much evidence for the resurrection that even when there are moments when I maybe maybe I um I, I hesitate to say disagree with the Bible but but when I have to really wrestle with something yeah. that I see in the Bible and when I really have to wrestle with things that I see going on around me that those are the moments that I think people really begin to fall away 
because but we talked about that 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 my faith and and not my faith excuse me but but faith itself should be so rooted in the life death and resurrection of Christ that that is the central central point of scripture even though you, that's not in the middle of the bible it's a central point of scripture because that is that's the story of of the bible the story of the bible is god continuously chasing after humanity humanity continuously falling falling short of of genuinely following and loving god um maybe they do it for short periods of time but i mean hey let's face it like you can literally name that as your life i, I think we can all point to those times yeah. um but then god continuing to pursue um, much to the 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 or counter to the idea of what would make sense. Like eventually, it'd be like, hey, you know what? Fine, you're gone. You're done. I I'm done with you. I'm gonna move on. I mean, but continuing to come back and continuing to be faithful in that aspect. And 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 so God God is so faithful um, to Himself and the fact that He continues to pursue. And we see it throughout the course of of history. Um, but I, I'm I'm starting on to a whole nother a whole nother lesson, and so we, we I need to I need to stop right there. So so but here's the here's the, here's the thought that we're gonna we're gonna begin to close it out after this um, is is I want you to go back and I want you to look at the very first part of Second Peter one five. Okay, um, it says uh, well I guess it's not the very first part, but you know about five words in. Make every effort. Um, Make every effort to add to your faith. So, so here's the thing. We talk about making every effort. I, I want you to really think about what that looks like. If, if we were to do anything else in our life and we were to say, I want you to make every effort to X, to, to whatever it is. And, and I think what we can do is we can apply that to major things in our life. Um, Kyle, I want you to make every effort to perfect your ring muscle up. Well, what does, what does that mean? What, what does make every effort to perfect something mean? Um, it, it, it means so much about my nutrition. It means so much about um, the way in which I program, the way in which I plan my day, the way in which I recover. You, you think about that. If I'm telling you to make every effort, it literally means make every effort. Do everything you possibly can. Um, and, and I think that's a huge... That's a huge statement to make. It's not just one of these off-the-cuff type things. No, because every effort means every single moment of your day. It means every single thought that you're thinking, every single action that you're doing. Every, I mean, everything is rooted around this effort, and this effort is adding to our faith. Well, what's our faith? Our faith is the person of Jesus, and so everything is is central around that. So, I mean, where are you spending your time? Where are you spending, you know, the thoughts that you're thinking? Like, what are those centered on? You know, it's so easy to let those, our thought life be centered around all the ways that we're offended, all the ways that, that things aren't going right and, and focusing on all of these negative things or these things that are detracting from our faith instead of, are there, are your thoughts focused on on who Jesus is, even in those moments of wrestling, like of God, you say you're good and this doesn't feel good. Like, are, are, how are you centralizing those thoughts around who Jesus is? How are you making every effort to to look for ways that God's working? Are you focusing on looking for ways that God's proving himself faithful? And all of these things that we've talked about, these attributes of God, are you looking for those? And as you as you are focusing on those, those are more evidence that's being brought to your mind that helps increase your faith because you're seeing those things played out. Maybe, maybe you're reaching out to someone else in those moments. 
sense and and talking about that and and having discussions on hey i'm wrestling with this how, how do you, how does this come back to the person of who jesus is and your money i mean all of every single thing that we're doing how is all of that being applied towards our faith how is it being applied to supplementing our faith and and growing our faith and allowing that to permeate over every single aspect of our lives and i have nothing to add to that whatsoever that's absolutely amazing and a wonderful thought so um ladies and gentlemen do do me a favor so next week we're going to go and we're going to talk about adding goodness to our faith um here's the thing is when we hear goodness goodness is this real nebulous word and and goodness is often defined by by me and what i feel is good um here's the thing i hope that you'll come back next week because what we're going to do is we're going to like i said we're going to dive into the greek of goodness and that really gives a full picture of what it is that we define goodness by who we define goodness by and and how we go about pursuing that and adding that to our life making every effort to add that to our faith so um heather do you want to you want to close this out in i prayer? would love to i would love awesome. to ladies and gentlemen um I'm, i we will end it right after heather is finished thank you so much for for listening for joining um and we really hope to see you next time absolutely god we just love you so much and god you are so awesome and so much more than our finite human minds can comprehend god we thank you for the gift of faith and god for those who are listening who maybe have never never heard about you maybe they found this podcast by a friend sharing them or or um just scrolled upon it and happened to click on it god i pray that that you would begin to speak to their heart and that you would would offer them that same gift of faith that you've offered us and god um, i just thank you for the fact that you are trustworthy and that you are steadfast and that you are unchanging and something that we really can build our whole lives on So God, we just, we love you. We bless you. We honor you today. God, thank you for your great love for us all the time, no matter what. In Jesus name. Amen.